It's a movement, but it's about people. Be the People is about we the people joining forces to reclaim and reshape the best of our nation's time-treasured traditions. Each week, we offer insightful interviews with movers and shakers from all different spheres of life. And now, please welcome Dr. Carol Swain. Welcome to the Be The People Show. We have something exciting to talk about today because it concerns young people and local government. We all affected by local government. A lot of times we spend our time looking at what's happening in Congress, what's happening in the state legislature, what we really need to focus on as well as the state and federal issues is what's happening in our backyard. I have a guest today. Her name is Kylie Jean. She is a young person who is out there slugging away for the rights of other Americans. Her website, CallieJean.com, says, Callie Jean lives to give others the fuel and motivation they need to live out their life purpose and fulfill their dreams. She's a graduate from Regent University. She has a degree in communications. When you go to her website, you find a beautiful young woman who has been active on the national scene for a few years. And right now, what is on her heart today is to share with us why she believes young people should be involved in local government. So Callie, welcome to the Be The People Show. Thank you so much, Carol. I am so honored to be with you today and just talk about a few things. I just think that we actually live in some very exciting times. Well, I mean, exciting is one word to describe it. For a lot of older people like me, we see things happening in America that we never uh, anticipated. And so you're a young person and you've seen some changes. Um, Why don't you tell our audience about some of the changes that you've seen? I think all of us could say sometimes it's a mind blower on the changes we've seen. And I mean, thank you for calling me a young person. (laughs) I'm in my 20s and I... That's young when I'm 66. (laughs) Hey, look, I take it. Each year is a year to be celebrated. Um, If you were to describe what 2020 currently looks like right now, and you were to tell me even a few months ago that life would look the way it does, I would think you were describing a movie it can seem pretty unbelievable. Um, Just what we've seen, we both live in Nashville, Tennessee, what we've seen on a local government scale um, has been a bit of a a jaw dropper as well as what we've seen nationally, globally, we're all experiencing it right now. Um, But I also feel more encouraged than ever that hard times creates, there's that quote, hard times creates great men. And I think we're going to see an incredible leadership emerge out of what Uh, the news would love for us to think is utter chaos. Um, So I actually feel more encouraged than I have in a really long time in watching some things unfold. Well, the thing that I find very interesting about you is you are a young person. And so when we look at youth in America, a lot of times we notice those that are on television, turned down monuments uh, that are complaining about uh, our society that are complaining about being born with white skin into a family with two parents, or they are just generally unhappy 
So when we look at young people, we see that, but I know, and you know, that there are a lot of people in America who are young, you know, who are in that 20s and younger, who care about traditional values and who are trying to uh, preserve our society to the best of their ability. So they are out there. And part of your message is they need to get involved with local government. Why? Absolutely. Um, so I completely agree. I would say on one hand, I truly genuinely believe that the silent majority is stronger than ever. And that there's young people who they are thinking multi-generationally and they're thinking how we want the states to look like um, for my children, their children and their children. And the reason that local government is so important is because with the way that our constitution is set up, that actually so much power is held to the states, to the mayors, and it affects our normal everyday life. I have so many friends who, um, They may even look at me, they might look at my social media accounts and they think, oh, Kylie, like you're just so into politics. I'd say, no, actually, I'm really into living my values and my values affect my decisions in the way that I vote, which is exercising my right to have a voice and say and what I want the leadership of my country and the leadership of my life and my community to look like. And it shapes everything. Like if you pay taxes, it affects the roads that you're driving on. It affects the school systems, um, my taxes and it goes beyond when we start with the local level from our, our sheriffs, our mayors, um, to our governors and up. And so it's very important as young people that we remain educated and you have to search out nowadays, uh, even just the right places to find the right facts and informations, um, but getting involved in the community um, and sharing the information that we're learning and the direction that we want our cities to go in with our value system. That's great. And we're going to take a break. And when we return, I'd like to know if you have experienced any bullying for your views. What if there was a book that took the mystery out of prayer, one that made it easier for people to pray God's word with miraculous results? There is such a book. Joy Lamb's The Sword of the Spirit, The Word of God is a handbook that has changed the lives of thousands of people around the world. You can order your life-changing copy from Joy Lamb's website, thesoardofthespiritbook.com. Order Joy's book and listen to her audio prayers while you're there. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Well, as we celebrate our four-year anniversary, thank you for making it all possible. We are a grassroots movement of patriots, blogs, podcast, video, and 24-7 talk radio on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We are the vision of the voices, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Kylie Jean, and we're talking about young people, local government, and a lot of things that we all need to be aware of regardless of our ages. And Kylie, because you're young, have you experienced any bullying on social media? And if so, how did you handle it? You know, more than social media, it's probably in person. Really? Yes. I've had a few incidences in person. Um, which is kind of funny because they're messing with the wrong girl. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. (laughs) I 
like I had mentioned before, I strongly live by my values and I hold the line. Um, but yeah, online too, like I've, here's what I've noticed online for every strongly, um, opinionated personal message I might receive or comment that I receive that's negative or targeting my character or targeting anything. I get triple the amount of people who say the opposite. They say, thank you so much for sharing what you're sharing or like they're too scared to be pro-Trump or they, because they live in liberal areas and they would lose friendships. Um, they might not be as vocal and they feel encouraged and educated because my heart and my goal is I want, I don't want somebody just to take my opinion for their own. I want to empower people to search out, shape your own values and figure out like, how can I find my own like information critically think we have God given brains to critically think through things. Um, so more than ever, yes, I've experienced crazy in-person situations as well as online, but actually have experienced way more positive, um, because it takes one person to take a stance and other people will follow suit. Well, a lot of what you're saying I've experienced because if someone is attacking me and sometimes of all the media posts I make and people comment, I cannot see all the comments, but when I find the stream of comments, my followers will have already handled that person in most cases. Um, and so it's very rare that you have a stream of just people attacking you. And I'm living in a rare moment right now where there are a lot of people attacking, but I have learned to be tough. Yeah. Like you go through experiences, you live, you grow. And so you sort of get a thick skin. And what I really admire about you is at a young age, you know who you are. Thank you. You know your values. And so that makes you that much more powerful for the things that God has called you to do. And Thank you. And that's being uh, unveiled. Like, you know, we never know the journey. And I find it interesting that God only gives information on a need to know basis. And so like, I don't know my future. You don't know your future. We know that we're on the path and we're on the journey, but God's only going to reveal what we need for the moment. It's so true. I think more than ever, what I'm realizing right now is scripture so clear that the truth will set you free, but truth will cost you something. And I made a decision in my heart multiple times throughout my entire life that I would rather stand for truth, even if it costs friendships, maybe what I look like publicly, I will just always stand for biblical truth, biblical principles. And I love my country. I love America so much. I always have since I was a little girl, I used to have red, white, and blue braces. I had the American flag above my bed my whole life, red, white, and blue, everything in my room. And I do not believe that America is over with. I believe our best days are ahead of us. And that's why for me, I'm passionate about sharing, okay, what are our biblical values and how they line up with our founding values as a nation? And what does that look like moving forward as a country? Um, and I think there's a lot more than just me out there. So if I just happen to be one of the few who are publicly stating things, I think we'll see quite a bit more rise up in this time. Well, I'm waiting for you to write the book because I think God has called you and equipped you for this moment. And when we talk about what it costs the person, you know, to be who they are, it may cost them a job, but it could also cost them their lives. Yet, we know throughout biblical history, when there was a martyr, the death of that person greatly increased. Yes. Whatever message was being carried, it greatly amplified the message. And so uh, actually the person became bigger in death than they were in life. It's true. And I think every single one of us 
are so instrumentally purposed for such a time as this, that God chooses our gender. He chooses our ethnicity. He chooses the time that we are put on this earth. And it's not for nothing, but it's very instrumental and it's for right here, right now. So whatever that looks like, um, I feel so honored to be alive right now and to be able to share the things that are on my heart and things that I research. And I've learned so much from you. I remember the first time I ever met you and you gave me so many books to read and you said, it's so important to be educated on our history because history will repeat itself. Um, and I will never forget that. And so I've learned from incredible people such as yourself and it's, it's marked my life. And I feel like my heart and passion is hopefully along the way of my own life. I can help equip other young people so that they can go in a great direction tied to their purpose and values. Now we're going to get to local government, but what you said about history, I find it very fascinating for myself that if I post an article and I like to do flashbacks because a lot of times people will forget information and um, candidates sometimes depend on voters having short memories. I mean, they forget the pain and suffering. Completely agree. But people will get very upset if an article is two years old, three years old, four years old. They say that's not relevant. And so that's part of the problem with what's wrong in America, because if they think that something from five years ago is not relevant, do they think the Constitution is relevant? It's 200 years old. Well, and we've moved from an education system to indoctrination is what I feel like. So I'll talk to a lot of people my age, and they do think that um, the Constitution, older documents, older research is completely irrelevant, which is, it's false. That's a lie. Um, And you can look throughout history, look at the Roman Empire, look at Germany. We can look through so many different historical moments and see how things just end up repeating themselves, um, which is why it's so important that we keep history accurate in the way that we teach it, why we don't tear down these monuments, because if things are gone, we won't have, a, we won't have any remembrance of what we came from. But here's the problem. The Marxist ideology behind tearing down the monuments, it's really about tearing down this country, its institutions. Mm-hmm. It's about overthrowing the country. And what I find most interesting now is that we're being destroyed from within. We're doing to ourselves what no foreign enemy could do with guns because we would fight to the death if there was a foreign uh, army on our shores trying to take away our liberties, yet we allow um, government and other entities to do that. I agree. And that becomes a really big issue when we're breaking from within. And I've, I'll never forget, even just the Roman Empire ended up doing that. Like that, for some reason, was a marking moment in my mind, learning that in school growing up. But um, it's so important that we realize this is so much bigger than a, a, a Democrat and Republican issue. It's bigger than the right and the left. It comes down to globalism and those who are holding on to the Constitution. Um, so I think when we take our eyes off of what's just in front of us and we realize that there's bigger agendas at play and we follow, this is what I tell people my age, follow the money. That is one of the biggest indicators of a movement because people can say things and they can push a narrative that sounds nice. It sounds good. But when you look at where is that money coming from, um, you're going to find out everything you need to know about that movement. And discernment is so key in doing your proper research. If something feels a little bit off, even when everybody's bought onto it, I say research the heck out of it follow the money trail. Money always speaks volumes and it's going to tell you the core 
um, issue and group of those movements. And the other thing that we can talk about as devout Christian believers, because Christian is a label. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people that call themselves Christians or they call themselves Democrats. They call themselves Republican. It's nothing more than a label. But for people who know their God, if something is not right, they're going to have an unease. And Absolutely. so they should not um, dismiss that unease. Now, switching gears. Yes. <laughs> we were here today to talk about local government. And I want you to uh, you know, share some examples of why things you've seen that uh, will sort of support why you believe young people need to be involved in local government. Absolutely. And you can probably fill me in if I'm missing any little gaps on this since we both live in Nashville. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee, Davidson County. And let me just give you a brief little bullet point of what life has looked like the last couple of months, but we have horrific tornadoes. Um, all of a sudden COVID hits. So we're under house, well, I call it house arrest, but. Me too. And you forgot that we were hit with uh, first the tornadoes, then a major storm. That's that right. Power. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and that was followed by the plague of locusts. No, 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 the locusts didn't reach us yet. Did it? Not quite yet. <laughs> almost. And so people are under, they're in quarantine, AKA house arrest. A lot of people actually knew in the East Nashville area without power, which is horrific. Um, and then our mayor decides, our governor makes a decision that he's going to open up the state. Our mayor decides to keep Davidson County closed. Businesses are unable to open. He also, in the interim, raises our property taxes 34%, which makes no sense. Our 4th of July happens to get canceled. Um, but then he decides to host a Black Lives Matter, rally, or an I Can't Breathe rally that he encourages hundreds of people to show up when he didn't want a 4th of July celebration because it would be too many bodies close to each other. It's one thing after another. Um, and it just spins out of control. And I think especially with this property tax raise that Mayor Cooper had put in place, um, Nashville has an interesting demographic. And I don't know the numbers exactly off the top of my head, but it's a city where people come to pursue their dreams. And so you have a lot of young people and then you have the older demographic, which both can be uh, gaps where finances aren't just a quick disposal at our- Oh, you have a lot of poor people- A lot. That have lived here all their lives. And we know when people come from California and New York and all those places where they have high income, they sell their homes there, they come here with millions of dollars, they can buy a home at an affordable price. That has caused everything to go up. People that work those minimum wage or low wage jobs, their salaries have not gone up. Absolutely. And so everyone is suffering. Everyone's suffering big time. And these local businesses, are they're not going to be able to reopen their doors. It's really sad. Um, so those are all, that's just scratching the surface on some of the issues that we've had. Now let's trail back to when we had our last mayor election. And I'll just speak from my experience. So my entire life, my parents really instilled with me the importance of voting. And people have laid down their lives so that we can vote throughout history in the United States of America. And my dad always said, he said, if you don't vote, then you're allowed yourself to silence on your opinion of what happens after the vote, which I completely agree with. So for me, I've always been passionate about um, local and federal elections. Well, this last time in Nashville that we had the election, I was shocked at the amount of people my age who didn't even know we had an election. Um, I had done a video on my social media like a day or two before the election, just talking about it, talking about different values, talking about um, some of the things 
that uh, these different candidates were representing. And at the time, and I still, I felt like it was trying to figure out who was the lesser of two evils when it came to some of it. Um, but I did my research very heavily and I called both campaigns. I did a lot of things behind the scenes and realized that so many of my peers had no idea. I was getting text messages and phone calls of people trying to figure out who to vote for. And that really surprised me. And the numbers, you might know the numbers. The numbers were actually down in the turnout. Yeah. Well, it was a low uh, turnout election. Are you talking about the last mayor? The last election? mayor election. Yeah, I was a candidate. Yeah, you in were. That race. <laughs> what and, did you? And I was outspent, you know, like six to one by one candidate who was able to put in $2 million of his own money and he became uh, the mayor. And that's sad because unless you come from a family with deep pockets, it's almost impossible to compete because the uh, fi- the the campaign finance laws limit how much a candidate can receive. And so you can be friends with the wealthiest person in the world. And unless they bundle the money, uh, you will be underfunded. But what I found among old folks mm. and regular folks was that uh, people had a defeatist attitude, even people that would have preferred a Republican or would have preferred someone more conservative. They said, there's no way a Republican can win. And so they either did not engage because they felt it was hopeless. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe that something can't happen, then uh, it won't happen if you don't put forth the effort to bring about a change. Wow. And that, like how devastating to one Nashville is such an incredible city and it's on the rise as a leading city in our nation. And so if we approach anything in our city with that kind of attitude, we've already lost before it started, Um, which obviously we've seen that play out and we are suffering the consequences big time. So even throughout um, the whole COVID process, the amount of people I've spoken to who are absolutely fed up with some of the things in the decisions that our mayor is doing, I think they're realizing more than ever that this comes down to the local elections. And I think there's many other states with many other counties that are um, experiencing similar situations, similar things, even down to like the masks orders. So it's very, very interesting to me, but I think people are waking up and that's one of one of the things that's coming out of this time. Well, we're going to take another break. And when we return, uh, Callie, I'm going to have you uh, give our listeners what you think they need to know or do. And, you know, I want you to speak to old folks like me as well as young people. Hello, I'm Carol Swain of Be The People. I'm proud to endorse Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone network. After years of dealing with big cell phone companies, I made the decision to support a business that supports my conservative Christian values. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide phone service at an affordable price. Most importantly, a portion of the money you spend is given to organizations that support the sanctity of human life, gun rights, and religious liberty. There are no long-term contracts or hidden fees, and unlimited plans start as low as $25 a month. So do me a big favor. Contact Patriot Mobile at patriotmobile.com forward slash carol or call 972-PATRIOT. When you mention code CAROL, you'll get your activation fee waived and receive a free gift for switching service. Switch today and start supporting a company that supports your values. I'm back with my guest, Callie Jean, and she's giving advice to 
us about young people, local elections, families, churches. I mean, she's like me. She's a, a, a fountain of, uh, for me, it's unsolicited advice. But <laughs> here, um, just share with the audience the things you believe they should know. Well, I'm going to speak directly first to all of my friends, brothers and sisters in Christ who say you are born again believers and Christians. One, look at the biblical principles and values that we are to live by in our life. And I would say when it comes especially to local elections and federal elections, use those values for your vote. Even when it comes down to one issue vote, we need to be choosing life. That is very clear over and over again. So define your values. Everybody, it's so important because values affect every area of our life. So I would say sit down and define your values. Um, based off of your values, what do you want life to look like for your children and their children? We have to get our eyes off of just looking at ourselves and looking in the moment and realizing that the decisions we make today affect tomorrow and our future generations. Um, so that's so important to educate yourself. Education is an incredible tool that we have in our hands and we have to go beyond the local news that is being shared with us, which means you're probably gonna have to do a little digging. Use search engines like DuckDuckGo that aren't going to be filtering things like Google does. We have to get a little creative. We have to do research by ourselves and use the discernment of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, to figure out if something feels off, I'm going to look into that. Follow the money trail. That's probably one of the greatest advice I can give people to figuring out the backbone behind some of these movements. Follow the money trail. Who is funding? Which is this, this might take a little time, but this is going to affect every area of your life. How does life look like on a local government level? How does life look like on a federal government level? And what does it look like for you right here, right now, and your children and their children? So those would be some broad bullet points, but I would say that's a good starting place. And that sounds like great advice. And I'd also like for you to tell our listeners, like, what's next for you? I know that you have a, an online presence. I know that uh, you were involved um, uh, almost with a venture, a new television startup, and you have a desire to be a communicator. That's what you are. You're a communicator. But, um, you know, what's on your heart? What would you like to see happen for you to be able to do what you think God is calling you to do? Well, thank you um, for allowing me that opportunity to share. And that's Right now, I think as so many people are, my life has been in huge transition. Going into the COVID, into the spring when COVID hit, life looked one way and dramatically shifted overnight. So I'd say for me right now, um, I am a free agent, so to speak, where I know in my heart I was born to be a communicator and to encourage people because we can choose with vision, people prosper. So I can choose to look at every situation that I'm in right now and moving forward. And I can choose to see how can I navigate this situation so that I can actually come out prosperous and winning. So what's in my heart for me is no matter what I do, whether it's my social media, whether it's through media jobs that I get the amazing opportunity to be a part of, um, I want to help and equip people to be able to look at things from a higher perspective than just the easy junk that we can get locked in. So I know that's a little broad because I'm in a lot of transition, um, but I hope that that's the mark on my life. And could you also tell our listeners how they can contact you or if they want to follow you on social media? 
Absolutely. If you want to follow me on social media, I would say um, my two most active platforms would be Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, it's my name, Kylie Jean Tannehill. That's K-Y-L-I-E-J-E-A-N-T-A-N-N-E-H-I-L-L. And Facebook, just put Kylie Jean and it's at Kylie Jean USA. So if you just Google me, I might pop up there. That sounds great. And it's been a pleasure having you on the Be The People show. And I would love to have you come back because I know that you also have some ideas about uh, young people and the church and why they're falling away. We're going to save that for another show. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Swain, for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And for our listeners out there, thank you so much for listening. And remember, as always, it's up to us, the We The People in the preamble of the Constitution to stand up and be the people. It's up to us, we the people, in the preamble of the Constitution to stand up and be the people who change our nation and our world. Until next time.